the beauty of this episode mm. is uh, we no longer have to keep Roman looking strong. That's uh, true, as, yeah. As was our worry <laughs> in the first episode. Oh, you got to keep Roman looking strong. I don't know, man. It's it, WrestleMania has been and gone. Yeah. And, um, you know. It's a great show, though. I, oh, it was a great show. I, but, I, uh, I said it to you the last day, man. You know, don't don't make him into Hulk Hogan. Make him into Charles Bronson. Well, that's, that's thematic, obviously. That's what you need to if do. If he had Charles Bronson's moustache. Yeah. I would push him, you know. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, yeah. Michael Winter would come back from the grave yeah. and probably try and push his wife under a fucking train. <laughs> True. Go, you get the belt now, Roman. She's dead. I, I heard. There's it. some kind of Santa Sangre <laughs> bullshit with Michael Winter. Yeah. Where he's like, he's, he's, I bet he's. I bet some poor woman died in front of him when his most successful film came out, and then he was yeah. like, "Oh, that's the key." I, I sacrifice. Heard, I heard a great joke about Bronson. You know, a lot of hipsters wear the Bronson tash because their balls haven't descended yet. You yeah. know, that's why it doesn't meet in the middle. Bronson's tash didn't meet in the middle because it was fucking afraid to. Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, poor, poor old dead Charles Bronson. Yeah. You know, uh, the world is a lot less for not having him. He's, he's look at uh, that. Mm. Look, I, I, we, I, I grew up in a Charles Bronson house, mm. and I like to think I still live in one. Yeah. But uh, obviously, this is the cold open that we're doing here. Uh, <laughs> right. Pro, uh, okay. Yeah. You know, professional hats on. Pro wrestling and yeah. canon films, <laughs> the, the staple of this podcast. Pretty much. We're back, obviously, after a bit of a hiatus. Um, yeah, we we need to explain this to people. We've had some technical issues here yeah. in uh, in Camp Cannon, which was not an opportune moment because we sat down to talk about Bolero a few weeks back. Yeah, and the microphones just weren't working, and which is a a a bad thing because Bolero is. Not a film that you want to have sitting in your head for a few weeks. No, not really. Not really at all. Um, uh, it's yeah. Uh, yeah, it was unfortunate, but um, we're back on it now thanks to the assistance of uh, Senon, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, uh, my, my good friend Senon Waldron, myself and himself do another podcast called uh, Policymakers. Um, I, I will say this. I don't know, I, I haven't looked up the analytics of who listens to this show or whatever, mm-hmm. but if there are any women listening to this show right now, doesn't matter where you're living or where or if you have a man or not, you need to get on the next flight over to Ireland just so Senan Waldron can fill you up. He is that fucking sound that I think, frankly, he deserves it. I am not going to agree with that statement. <laughs> I think just, you know, follow him on Twitter, maybe. Yeah, follow him on Twitter, you know, if, 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 you're <laughs> yeah. fe- if you're feeling lazy. But if you want to go the extra yard, if you want to go the extra yard with this one, yeah. come over to Ireland, let him just, and you're good to go. You, so, can, you can leave at that point. So as far as you're concerned, yeah. um, sending giving us a microphone yeah. means that all the women of the world should turn themselves into some kind of sexual currency. Yes, well, it's, it's we're going to have to shut down our Tumblr. Okay. <laughs> well, it's not. It's not just that. He, you know, he's a very good dude, and he, you know, he's helped me out quite a bit in the in the past few months. You know, so okay. you know, I'm just trying. You know, just trying to do something right by a mate of mine. All right. Well, I, this seems like uh, look. I'm going to ask a question. How have you been since uh, we we last sat down? And uh, I I've been very good. I've been you know taking a bit of time off from doing stand up, which has been uh, a weight off my mind. It's been it's been a lot of fun. I've just been watching loads of really fucking awesome movies. I've been 
I've been binge watching Better Call Saul, which is a tremendous show. Uh, that's pretty much all I've been doing, really. Usually, I don't go with the introductions because I, you know, I have an ego and assume everyone knows who I am. But obviously, I'm Johnny Capcom, and you're Sean Sheridan. Hello. And uh, obviously, we're talking about canon movies, and you're talking about watching movies. And I have to confess to our audience that I have been moonlighting. I've been cheating on them. Uh, out of hours here because you know maybe people who listen to the first two episodes people who listen to uh, this current episode would have thought to themselves oh I bet they saved themselves they only watch canon movies for the show nope nope spoiler alert for future episode of the canon canon that was trees fucking awesome yes <laughs> I watched that and uh, last Saturday night a bunch of us getting ready to watch a movie and everyone was just on Netflix kind of you know, trying to figure something out. And I remember my good friend Richie, who's on the uh, His Start Now podcast, which is like a, a sister show to this, I suppose, because uh, we're both on the giant media ball. But, um, yeah, basically, um, Richie was going through his list, and I was like, hold the fucking phone. Did you just go past Bloodsport? Yeah. Bloodsport is fucking dope as fuck. It's yeah. just like... One of those awesome 80s kung fu movies, and uh, we'll get to that in time, you know. And I I did similar myself. I watched, um, out of hours, I watched uh, the Chuck Norris movie, The Hitman. Okay. And um, I'm not going to spoil it now, but um, there is, there's going to be a massive rant when it comes to that episode, because there is a bit in that movie... The, it was made in like 1990, 1991. There's mm-hmm. a bit in that movie that you just flat out cannot do these days. But uh, we should talk about, like, Bolero is the movie we're discussing. But uh, I think, you know, there's probably a lot of young people out there, right? Like, uh, people say aged between 16 to 25 or thereabouts, who probably aren't too familiar with erotic cinema. Yeah. Because they grew up with internet pornography. Yeah, which, you know, erotic, you know, the erotic genre, it's sort of like the Western. It used to be huge, (laughs) and then it just, uh, you know, all of a sudden it died. You know, uh, taste changed, technology changed, and it just became old hat. Yeah, it's, it was like, it was weird in the 90s, like, Shannon Tweed built an empire of erotic films. Oh, yeah. Like, you know. And I've watched, I'd say, pretty much all of them. I remember, actually, and this is a personal anecdote, Mm. I remember my, I had to babysit my cousins. Mm. Uh, and I remember we had Sky Movies in the house, mm. and I was like, I, all the time we used to go through the RT guide, and I'd see like adult listed yeah. as the genre After film. After hours, and I was like, oh my god, it's sex movies, yeah. like you know. And uh, I always wanted to see. I remember my cousins were staying. I'm like, we can stay up all night, right? And I was like, no, it's twelve o'clock. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, I remember like watching some fucking like soft focus fuck flick, as I called it back then, mm. and it was just like. It was awesome. I'd say probably just twice in the first ten minutes. Oh yeah, and I, that's the thing. Uh, we're both men. Mm. Um, we both have working genitals. Yes, <laughs> like, uh, yes. So, and we were both teenage boys at a certain point in time. Mm. So erotic films are basically anything with a pair of tits in it. Yeah, was essentially must see viewing. I think I was about like thirteen, fourteen, something like that. And I was watching one of these movies late night. You know, it was the sort of thing where I, you know, I went to bed early and I set the alarm on my phone so I could wake up in time after the parents had fucked off to bed. Yeah. And one of these movies came on. And I'm not going to mention it, but I fucking remember the name. <laughs> and, 
And it was the first time I ever saw like a girl girl scene in a thing. And, you know, very Catholic upbringing. This was a revelation to me. I did, I wasn't even aware that this was a thing. Yeah. And I just remember thinking, this is the most amazing thing I have ever seen in my entire life. Well, I had a similar awakening mm. when I was younger because I was left at home alone. Yeah. And the, uh, the 1980s uh, classic The Hunger came on. Oh, and, such a great movie. And I don't know if you're, you obviously remember The Hunger. Yeah. But uh, there's a bit in that, and I can't remember the other actress's name, but Susan Sarandon and this uh, woman. Catherine Deneuve. Oh, my God. Oh, yes. <laughs> like, I knew, like, homosexuality was a thing. Mm. Like, See, I didn't. That was the weird thing. But uh, go on. No, but I did. I knew homosexuality was a thing, uh, I, I, but I'd never seen, like, a sex scene with two people of the same gender. Yeah. I didn't know how it would work. And then I just sat there watching this as a 13-year-old boy going... Yeah, I still don't really know how it works, but I know it's fucking rad. Yeah. <laughs> and that was the only... Uh, Apparently there's a bit of vampirism going on in there as well. Oh, there was some story. I think David Bowie was in it as yeah, well. Yeah. Um, um, was, was James Spader on that one? I, I he, forget now. He may have been. Yeah. But, I mean, this is a lost genre of film. Like, you never see these movies anymore. Like, there was The Hunger, um, like, nine and a half weeks was another yeah. one um, let's see what, what else was there uh, the po- postman always rings twice yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Jessica Lang back in the day um, even even stuff like Caligula Caligula well Caligula was more of like a a weird I hardcore mean, slash periodic epic well the, Caligula is a weird case because it was written by uh, Gore Vidal mm. and like had all these like Act, proper actors like Peter O'Toole and Malcolm John Gilgood and oh yeah, yeah. but then uh, the guy who produced it was um, Bob Guccione Bob Guccione and then the guy who directed it was Tinto Brass both <laughs> of those guys are just smoke merchants and yeah. Tinto Brass was a a, a a the Alfred Hitchcock of the the erotic film shows. Yeah, he like, he made some really good movies. The, um, if if you ask me, but him and there was somebody else I can't remember who made like a lot of uh, Jess Franco. Jess Franco, yeah. Il- Ilsa, she Wolf of the SS. But didn't That's he do like Barboyer dolls and stuff as well? Yeah, and uh, but like these are like, again, you go back and look at them and. They're kind of cool in their own weird way. It's like they, they um, have a bit of a campy value. Well, the the European ones are yeah. definite. Like the, the Nazi American ones, not so much. Yeah, the Nazi ones are a bit weird. Yeah, like, you know. But uh, I never really got that. Like there was one where um, I think it was Ilsa. She, she will, yeah, and she was putting pins in this girl. Yeah, and then like got on top of her and stuck the pins in her. <laughs> like, like it was weird. I, I I remember watching it and just being like. I guess I can wank to this mm. if I try hard, <laughs> but as a young man, you should not have to think that. No, <laughs> you if, you're, if you're, at, you know, it's you like, should not have a confused direction at the age of thirteen. There's I nothing mean, worse than a guilt wank over Nazism. Yeah, like that. <laughs> those movies and American History X. Because yeah. <laughs> like, I remember watching American History X and like always had a thing for Fizura Balk. Yeah, right. Remember watching The Craft when I was younger and mm. just being like, "Oh yeah, yeah." And then she's naked and she's covered in swastikas, and they're going, "Oh God, I hate myself for this, but yeah. I'm doing it." Yeah, <laughs> you, know, she, you know, she's just screaming out like racial epithets or whatever. I don't think she was. I think that's in your head, but yeah. she would have. Yeah, I, you know? 
And no, there there was definitely bits in that where she was just like screaming oh, okay. stuff, you know. Oh no, not in the sex scene. Though. Oh right, right. Oh right. yeah, well, when she was out in the street, like yeah. yeah well, I mean, she grabs her job, I think. Oh yeah. But um, no, the thing is, it's it, the the world uh, we live in now is kind of a strange one when it comes to depictions of sexuality in films and whatever else. But uh, I don't know. I think I've always been a fan of like erotic art and like depictions of sexuality I think sex is a really interesting Ooh. part of the human experience you know and uh, I think it's been exploited for good and bad oh absolutely you know? and um, I mean in art obviously <laughs> yes <laughs> but uh, in reality it most definitely has you know and I mean look we're honest men here alright we both probably watch 40 hours of pornography a week. Oh, yeah, you know most I mean? likely. And that's the thing, it's it's the weirdest thing where people, and obviously we're getting into it right now, but like people are kind of still embarrassed in a weird way about enjoying sex and yeah. depictions of sex. And there's this whole censor culture now where it's like, oh, you can't show a dick on screen or whatever. Yeah. Like, whatever, man. We've been doing it for decades. Which is which is bizarre. Like, um, I, I remember talking to a friend of mine before about this, and she told me that... You know, it makes no sense to her that she can't see an erect penis on the screen when if you take a late night bus out to Orne Moor, you can probably <laughs> see one. See you a know? few. Yeah, you probably see a few and they won't be nearly as fucking nice looking. Yeah. It's, that is the weird thing. There are weird like restrictions on what you can and can't show. Like you can show like a vagina covered in pubic hair. Yeah. But if it's shaved mm. and there's even a hint of pink Oh, yeah. somebody closed the government down in case yeah, it catches fire. Like, yeah, there was um, there was a bit of controversy with Danny Boyle, one of Danny Boyle's films about that, wasn't there? Which one was that? Uh, Trance. Oh, Trance. Yeah, I, I don't know. I remember yeah, they were, they were trying to get that cut, and Danny Boyle fought them the whole way. I didn't realize. I know Danny. That movie has a lot of like vaginal stuff in it because mm. there's a weird kind of subplot about pubic hair. Yeah, and I mean, I'm going to put that out right now, right? Um, vaginal art mm. is a very underrated. Uh, I'm I'm not familiar with. I don't know. Like the thing is, like that's one of the like. There's it's Easter weekend we're recording this, and the reason I bring up vaginal art is one of my favorite um, artists, and I can't remember her name now. I'm really sorry, I can't remember her name. But if you just look up like the vaginal um, uh, Mary paintings, this woman did. Okay. Just Google vagina. Holy Mary paintings. Okay. And why wouldn't you want to Google those words? <laughs> right? Where it's just like... Who wouldn't want that in their search history? You know the halo effect? Yeah. But it's instead of that, it's like... It's just the Virgin Mary, but there's like this kind of weird kind of holy vagina around her. And I don't okay. know. It's weird. It's, that, like, it's like Maud Lebowski says in The Big Lebowski. She's mm. like, most men are scared of vaginal art. Yeah. And you shouldn't be, man, because it's fucking rad. Yeah. You know? Uh, okay, I'll, and, I'll give that a look. And I, okay, I'm an equal opportunity... A praiser, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I told you before, <clears throat> like when it comes to art, just weird things I like. Mm. Like, uh, I mean, and I'm not, I'm not throwing. How do I put this? I'm not avoiding this in a weird way. But I'm a heterosexual man who happens to enjoy a bit of gay art sometimes. Okay, you know, I always say like uh, Tom of Finland mm. is one of my favorite artists. Yeah, because, you've raved about this guy before because right? his art is well, it's hilarious and it's kind of interesting. Because it's these like depictions of big muscle dudes in the in the forests and stuff like you know, mm. but it's weird because you're watching a, you're looking at a masculine depiction, but like a masculine kind of fantasy of what masculinity is. All oh, right. Because I've seen you, you know the difference when if you walked into a, a gallery and there's two paintings yeah. by 
of the one guy and one was guy by a guy and one was by a woman, you know which ones are the difference. Yeah. And what I'm saying is there is a visceral fucking reaction you have to erotic art and erotic stuff in general that I think not a lot of people appreciate. And especially we live in this fucking world when you can go and watch people fucking stab each other in the fucking asshole with yeah. a rusted saw or something. You know, we've kind of lost that. Yeah. And it, this, these... Well, I don't know. No, no, we, like there's... How do I put it? We've lost our limits. Yeah. We used to have... Now the limits are all over the place. Mm. But now when you go back... Like, if we, when we're going to talk about Bolero, we're talking about a time when... If you saw, like, a single strand of pubic hair on mm. your cinema screen... Well, fucking hell. Mary burned it. It closed the barn door, like, you yeah. know. And, no, I... Well, we are we are leaving out the you know the elephant in the room here when we talk about erotic cinema. It, is. it has made a bit of a comeback recently with with uh, Fifty Shades. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I mean, I I haven't seen it yet because it doesn't look like it'd be my bag. I've read the book and it's atrocious. So um, that's a weird one. But well, the thing is, and I think I remember discussing this with you before. Mm. It's weird that like women are going crazy for Fifty Shades of Grey. Yeah, you know. Whereas back in the day, men would have queued up to watch Bolero. Yeah. So maybe in twenty years' time, mm. women will finally come around to internet pornography. <laughs> and by that time, as I said, either to you, that or erotic cinema will just make a comeback for for both genders. Who yeah. knows? But yeah. uh, either way, I'm I'm in. <laughs> But like yeah, maybe like as I said, maybe women will get into internet pornography in twenty years' time, mm. and in twenty years' time we'll be just watching people box chickens to death with hammers, <laughs> <laughs> like, just to get some kind of you know a razor boxing yeah. was the, the uh, you know. Did I, did I tell you that story? Um, <laughs> I, I I found this story online. I don't know how true this is. This could just be complete and utter internet bullshit. Uh-huh. However, I did hear the story of a Dundee in Scotland. They were, um, it was the opening night of Fifty Shades. This woman came in mouldy drunk. And um, they threw her out because apparently she was interfering with herself publicly. And, um, That's, you know, when, when, it all, when it all crescendoed, yeah. she had... She just evacuated from everywhere. Like um <laughs> she, she shit herself. Yeah, she she shit herself, <laughs> she vomited, um <laughs> now, just squirted all over and her. just squirted all over the place. Now I have never had that intense an orgasm and when I read that I thought that's going on the bucket list. That's I mean, jealous I'm jealous. I yes. You know? <laughs> I mean I've lost the use of my legs and stuff in the past. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I've never just shit in view. <laughs> yeah. Fucking like just like, oh god. Now maybe uh, maybe you need like a certain amount of whiskey inside you for this one to work. That sounds like something you'd only see in yeah. an anime. May, may, maybe it's one of those things like where she was drunk enough that any oh. sort of I don't know, man. I've I've been I've been a double fisted uh, Mm. whiskey drinker in the past, (laughs) and I've gotten it on afterwards. And let me tell you, the only thing I've ever done is pass out halfway through. (laughs) 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 This woman's got it all fucking silsed. And I've heard numerous stories about like uh, you know people uh, cinema workers finding like soiled cucumbers at Fifty Shades <laughs> shows and things like that well this is a throwback to when dudes yeah. used to go to the theatre like yeah. a taxi driver yeah, just with a big coat and just yeah just jack off like. jizz into it I like, mean it's you know. a you know maybe you know maybe that's oh man I'm, you know, you know may, maybe it's feminism just just claiming this you, you know, know femininity claiming this male thing I have thing. a question for you go ahead why didn't we go see that movie <laughs> <laughs> Because <laughs> I'd read the book and I wanted nothing to yeah, do with it. Yeah, but we could have just sat down at the front under the screen and watched the audience. 
<laughs> that would see that would have ruined it. Um, you know, it, they would have known we were watching them, and it would have made them self conscious if we just went hey, in look, with like I, some I, mirrors. I don't or something. mean to be casting aspersions, but yeah. all women want to get caught. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, at least, in uh, my, at least in my experience. Okay, okay. But, uh, you know, it's always oh, let's do it in the in the field, and maybe someone will find us. That's true. Let yeah, know a little bit too much about my. I think I think personally. you're onto something there, but, uh, but uh, anyway, uh, we should talk about Bolero. Yeah. <laughs> we <laughs> like uh obviously this is like a, a John Derrick joint. Yeah. <laughs> but um Oh John Derrick, what a what uh, a man. Yeah, uh Bo Derrick was of course uh she's our star. Yeah. Our, um and uh I knew who Bo Derrick was, but I never really seen any of her movies. I I knew her from watching Ten as a very young impressionable child. This was before that I was even when she had the um the, 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 the cornrows, Booker, yeah. the Booker T hair. Yeah. yeah. Uh and this was before I was about like eleven or twelve I think I was about twelve at the time. This was before I had discovered erotic cinema. So just her running down the beach in slow motion, yeah. Baywatch style. That was enough. Dudley Moore was enough. Dudley Moore, yeah, and it wasn't Dudley Moore's best by any stretch of the imagination, but it was. I used to get that and that alone. I used to get um, Bodhi confused a lot with Farrah Fawcett. Well, there it's it's easy enough to to confuse the two. Farrah Fawcett had that awesome poster where it was just nipples. Yeah, (laughs) it was like she had like a red bathing suit on. Yeah, and like it looked like. I, like just nipple mania was yeah. one of them and there. you know David Hasselhoff he took that poster and he took the slow motion running from 10 and t- made and, Baywatch and made Baywatch and now he's a billionaire yeah he's looking for freedom as well exactly Blero was Bo and her, her husband John Derrick mm. getting together to make a movie and I think they've been trying to make movies for a while yeah and uh, they went to uh, Canon because Canon offered a kind of freedom to directors and stuff yeah and this this is the movie that John Derrick was like I need 100% artistic freedom and like the, all of this movie I'm just saying before we get into it is John Derrick's fault well, I will say that um, according to according to movie legend, they were getting they were getting numerous like uh, telegrams and things from Menachem, yeah, saying you know make it more erotic, make it more erotic, and John just replying back, I I can't think of anything else that would make it more erotic, and um, you know because you know Menachem he. You know, he gave him the freedom. He gave him a certain amount of freedom, but he knew the kind of movie he wanted out yeah. of this. David Hasselhoff identified exactly. <laughs> but um, the uh, that's the thing. Like with the, it, it's weird. Like they gave him kind of carte blanche, but also asked for him to yeah. up the ante and all that. But uh, the weird thing is, like this movie ended the relationship that Canon Films had with MGM. Yeah, and uh, sadly, the last film that Canon put out with MGM was Breaking, which we discussed last episode. Yeah, and basically, this MGM looked at the script for Bolero and went, "Nah, bro, nah." <laughs> and uh, we will get into the movie in a minute, and mm. we'll be able to identify with MGM. Yes, yeah, so at the I end of this so. podcast, we're going to want to distance ourselves from Bolero. Yeah, what were your expectations of this movie? Uh, my expectations of this movie, I was hoping for. Um, so something uh, I was I was hoping for something along the lines of say stealing beauty something like that something where it looks really nice yeah uh, where it's shot really well it the story isn't like super important yeah but you know enough of a story to keep it going and you know a nice bit of boobs 
You know, that's what I was that's what I was looking for out of this movie. Okay. I was kinda of hoping for like a, a retro thrill, shall we say. Okay. I wasn't necessarily in it for obviously I wasn't in it for the the sexual content. Yeah. But I kinda of hope to look at it almost like I, I love watching like music videos from the seventies where the fashion is aged really badly. Yeah. This kind of antiquated youth. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I was kinda of hoping to for an eye into that kind of world where you could like nobody's gonna ever watch Bolero. God no. You know what I mean? Like, why would you bother? If you're a young man or a young woman who's wanting to like watch yeah. something filthy, yeah. right? you're just gonna go to Pornhub yeah. or RedTube or any of the yeah. fine uh, flash you're, pornography sites. Yeah, you're not you're not going to look up like an eighty a nineteen eighty four tit movie when you can look at like Ukrainian midget threesomes. Exactly. You know. Like, uh, you know, and so this is kind of a it, it's it's lost to time. And I feel kind of like those, you know, like, a, like an ar- uh, archaeologist in one of those movies where I'm just like, it should have stayed in the past. Cause, <laughs> it's like uh, the Ark of the Covenant. It is. Uh, well, I think that's probably, I think we've been putting it off long enough. Yeah, let's, and, uh, let's get into this. Uh, yeah, I think, I think it's time for us to talk about Bolero. Once in a while, a film dares to be different, dares to be daring, dares to be Bolero. <laughs> Bo Derrick is the adventurous young woman who leaves her world behind and sets out to lose her innocence. Beautiful word, ecstasy. A discovery in the meaning of desire. It has to be warm and sultry and dark-eyed when you give your virginity away. There are many sides to love. You bitch! Now I kill you, I have to kill you! Shut up! Don't do this to me. The film that's created all the controversy. Bo Derrick. Bolero. So daring, we can only show you where the ecstasy begins. Okay, um, here we, we're going to talk about Bolero. Uh, in depth, this thing. in depth. Uh, yeah. Okay. I, I, I got to start. Okay, I watched this movie on Netflix. Same here, as you did. And we have to underline that because we watch it on Netflix, a legal streaming service yeah. that everybody has. A mainstream. Yep. Completely. Completely legal. above board. Yeah. So we'll just we'll enlighten you on this. But uh, Netflix uh, predicted that I'd have. A one star rating on this movie. Me too. When, uh, Me too. Amazingly enough, when I when I put it on, and I was there going, "Ah, oh, come on now, yeah. it'll be better than one star." And anyway, uh, <laughs> it was a few minutes in. I don't know why. I just wrote the the um, <laughs> the words "dread in the fugitive mind" <laughs> on the thing, and I think I was being precognizant of yeah. what I was going to go through. But uh, we're watching. We started out with a silent film. Yeah, and uh, which is a. Uh, 
It's a bit, it's a bit rapey. The yeah. silent film is. Yeah, it was. Um, it was clearly meant to be uh, a pastiche of like the Rudolph Valentino. Yeah. Uh, silent films of the era, you know, where he's like the big strong Arab man, and he takes a he takes a wife, and yeah, she yeah. resists him at first. But God damn it, he's so damn handsome. Yeah. You know. Well, we see that, like, we see this old-style movie, and then we cut to the outside to the lobby, and there's these two greasers or something yeah. hanging out in the stairway. And two clearasil adverts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could see fucking the moon reflected in their faces, <laughs> but uh, and it was daytime. But uh, <laughs> it was, uh, like, they're standing there, and they're basically going, oh, I got blue balls or mm. whatever, and then they go, like, then Bo Derek walks by, yeah. our star, and they both go, she's a bit of a roid. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, and Chase after is like, any chance I can get the ride off you? We're translating this into Dublin. But, and, uh, yeah. And uh, it was just like, the I, I was watching it and there was like Bud Eric and her buddy who's from Spain. Yeah. They're, they're going, oh, we're going to go to Europe and we're going to have all the sex and it'll be really fun. And I yeah. was just there going, this is starting like taken. <laughs> yeah. Like there's greasy dudes <laughs> eyeing up this fucking naive young woman. Yeah. Like, you know. And the thing, and when they were talking about it, they were talking about sexual ecstasy. Yeah. And they make a point of spelling it, but they spell it wrong. Yeah, yeah. And I immediately think, okay, you're idiots. I thought that was almost them, um, like, it was. It's like when people search for porn and they search prawn. I was like, "Are they looking to get some MDMA?" And they just don't want to, you know, try not to, uh, yeah. to alert the foes. It's, it's like, you possible. Know? It's possible. Uh, anyway, we see our our two ladies. They're, they're talking about they want to lose their virginity. Yeah. And uh, but then they have to they have to graduate from university first. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure they were studying bad acting. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and you'd think from from years of watching erotic cinema that bad acting alone would give me a horn but no, this was but, this was like, atrocious this was like this was Tommy Wiseau uh, would look at this and go oh that's a bit wooden girls yeah come uh, on uh, we, we'll put it together in editing it's grand and uh, they did not <laughs> oh. but uh, we, they studied bad acting yeah. basically and uh, then they go, oh, we're going to go f- uh, for a trip around the world. Wait, there, there's a bit here I, I want to talk about before that. Uh, when when Bo she she gets her she gets her degree. Oh, oh, I was, oh, I was, oh I was sorry, to that, sorry. Right? Yeah. She goes, uh, we're going to go, um, we're going to graduate, we're going to go around yeah. the world. And do you want to take it or like because I, I'll I'll take this one. Um, Bo she she gets her she gets her degree. She her degree in shite. Her degree in shite acting <laughs> and. And for for reasons I've yet to understand, George Kennedy is in this movie. Yeah, Academy yeah. Award winner George Kennedy what is in the Oscar uh, Cool Hand Luke. Oh Jesus! And um, oh, as well as that, uh, Elmer Bernstein, the guy, the Academy Award winning composer, did yeah. the score for this. Well, it's a good score. Yeah, it's a very good score. But um, you know, she's there getting the applause. He's out. He's outside looking in, going, "Fair play to you, doll." Yeah, and. After that, we get a scene where Bo just like strips down in in the the quadrangle of of her university. Yeah, and this is where I start having serious misgivings about this film. Yeah, she does the dude love hand over knee yeah, dance but, in the nip. But not not only that. I mean, the there's a very specific erotic movie, the erotic awakening movie. Yeah, right. Where you take like a young innocent girl and you sort of introduce her to the pleasures of the flesh, right? Uh-huh. And this is meant to be a slow progression 
Yeah. If she's doing the bend over and show us your growler shot <laughs> two and a half minutes into the fucking movie, you've already lost me here. Yeah, she's um, she's straight in. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't mind. As I was watching it, though, I was empathizing with like a t- teenager me watching this. Yeah. And going, holy shit, it's only two minutes in and we've already got nudity. Yeah. Fucking right on. Exactly. You know, uh, little did I know it'd be another fucking six years before uh, there's more <laughs> yeah. nudity. But, um, at this point, I, 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 I'd never really seen, um, what you call it, I'd never seen a whole lot of Bud Eric mm. before, as I said, I, did, I confused her with Farrah Fawcett. And I had a good look at her during this scene. Yeah. And uh, there's a lot of close ups on her face. Yeah. And I was trying to figure out who she reminded me of. And then I realized it's Frank Mirror. Because uh, she's, she's got like these massive cheekbones, <laughs> and she just looks like. Remember when Brock Lesnar battered the fucking face off Frank Mir, yeah. and he came, like Brock was on top of him, and he punching the face yeah. off, him, and Frank came up, and he just had these massive like inflamed yeah. cheeks. That's what Bo Derek looks like naturally. I I don't know if you've ruined this movie for me <laughs> or if you've greatly improved UFC 100. I'm not it, entirely like, sure. It was it was just I was just I, all I could hear was like. You know, I was like, is Dana White going to come in and fucking give her a conciliatory hug? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> moment, like, but, Cover uh, your shame up there, Frank. It's all right. Yeah, oh, she got, and like, uh, she, anyway, they, they run they, in. What? Yeah, they, they have this, uh, herself and Cotton, uh, jo- uh, George Kennedy, George Kennedy's character, they have this weird interaction where he comes over and throws a coat over yeah. and it's like, you know, have I embarrassed you? Uh, no. Uh, yes, yes, you have. You embarrass yourself. Do you, do you forgive me? Uh, no. <laughs> then, then I'm going to have to fire you. Uh, I, I kind of need this job. Then you'll have to forgive me. Yeah. All right, I forgive you. Yeah. And that's that's like the first dialogue scene. In He's this a movie. house slave. Yeah. Between <laughs> these two, and I immediately hate her and feel really sorry for him. Yeah, he's indentured. It pretty much, yeah. Like he's just like I need. Like I don't know. Maybe he's got like fucking. Yeah. Like like they're uh, they're trying they're trying to make it out like she she's an orphan or whatever, and he's like a father figure to her. But he she treats him like absolute shit. Oh yeah. The entire fucking. She, movie. He's a doormat. Yeah, pretty much. You know, uh, basically, their Russian Scottish attorney turns up then and goes, "Oh, hi, Missy." Yeah, <laughs> you know, you well, know. that was the worst Scottish accent I've ever heard in you my know? life. And he's there going, "Oh, here you go." Uh, he might as well have just done Roddy Roddy Piper's accent. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> but, um, well, you see the thing there, Bo? You need to take off your top, <laughs> and I'll give you your money. Just put the glasses on, man. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, he gives her the money because she's come of age. Yeah, um, which is something we'll get to. Yeah, and uh, there anyway, she's there going right. I've got all this money. What will I do with it? I know what I'll do. I'll go to Arabia to get someone to ride. Me. Yeah, I'll go to generic Arab country number seventy three. <laughs> yeah, Saudi Iraq. Yeah, you know, fucking. <laughs> She, they go to Arabia, where she promptly dons Scott Steiner headgear. Yeah, and uh, decides that that's going to. You who, know. who knew that Scott Steiner was a Bo Derek fan? Actually, that makes a lot of sense when you think about it. Yeah, but uh, well, she uh, basically some local pimp finds a sheik for her. Yeah, um, and uh, she wants to give up the old cherry to yeah. him. Uh, the the pimp guy was played by um, veteran character actor Mickey Knox. Okay. Uh, just a random bit of trivia I found out. Uh, Mickey Knox was uh, 
was also the name of Woody Howson character in Natural Born Killers, uh-huh. and Tarantino lifted the name directly from this guy. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, two shit films mentioned there. Oh! <laughs> oh yeah. Well, that's a stiff shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, not a fan of oh, uh, Natural We'll have that argument later on, I'm sure. But, but. Um, yeah, she decides she wants to give it up to the Sheik. He's the whitest Sheik in the world. Yeah. And uh, basically, she's she's there going, hey, Sheiky baby, you know, yeah. hey, baba, you know, fucking, uh, yeah. how there, about it? There were, two, there were two thoughts in my mind here. Um... First off, it would have been so much better if they'd cast the Iron Sheik. Yeah, oh yeah, you know, yeah. That would have been tremendous. Suplex her, yeah. put her in a camel clutch, then fuck her ass. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I would have... I w- I'd watch that film every day. I really would. <laughs> <laughs> Make her humble, old country. <laughs> no... <laughs> <laughs> so, so the second thought I, I was having was I the, that scene immediately turned me into like an uber fucking feminist because she's just going over to this big rich powerful dude it's like yeah. here th- lob it into me Stan. Yeah, I'm lob going- it in. I've never spoken to you before in my life yeah. apart from this offer of the lob but <laughs> <laughs> like I, it's weird All right, she, does, she basically uh, this is the first example though of Bo yeah. Basically, sexualizing people's ethnicity. Yeah. Where she's just going, You're a sheik. You should fuck me like a sheik. Yeah. And she has all these expectations of him that he fails to live up to. Yeah. Because he's just a dude. And like yeah. she's getting him to ride a horse down a hill and all and, this bull. And he can't do it. Yeah. And it turns out that he's like a London educated guy, you know, yeah, and he's never lived in the place he's the sheik of. She's just trying to. What's called? Yeah. She's trying to manufacture the ultimate fuck, and it's just not happening. Yeah, and th- this is about as close as the film comes to intentional humor. Yeah, you know where it's like she wants the Valentino, and this guy he's like a pale, weedy poet type, and he's just not that guy. And it cuts to like herself and her and her mate and her Spanish mate having a laugh about this later. It's like he, he was English. Oh my god. Yeah, you know? and it was, and I was thinking that's that's. That's a joke to you people? What what? No, there there's no even There's not even a that's not even a setup. Well what? I don't know. I really don't I have don't a clue know. what like that that's that's as close as they come to a joke in the film, as far as I can tell. Maybe they had some other huge hilarious jokes that they tried to put in there that I just didn't fucking notice. Yeah. But, anyway. Mm. Um I was kind of empathizing with the teenage boys who'd be watching this movie yeah. at this point because, like, you get your tease yeah. of uh, nudity earlier on, but it's only 20 minutes in and there's no writing. Yeah. So I was like, I'd say you'd be stroking it half to death, yeah. like, you know, keeping the semi yeah. going. There, there was. Uh, there, there was a weird bit in it as well where um, uh, the Sheik, he, he, like, covered her in honey. Oh, 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 oh. okay. Yeah. Sorry. That's the thing, right? Yeah. We we get to the, there's after a bit of preamble yeah where he basically smoked heroin yeah and they get down to having sex thereabouts mm. right and Bo gets nude and there's like I remember watching that and I was like yeah this would probably receive like twelve year old me's approval because there's a bit of Bush in it yeah oh if I, Bush was like currency back then yeah that, oh if know. I was twelve or thirteen watching this I'd be ripping ripping it off myself I don't know but. if I would though because he. <coughs> He goes, oh, I'm going to put honey all over you. Yeah. And he proceeds to pour honey all over her and liquor and stuff. But it didn't look like honey. To yeah. me, from where I was sitting, right, yeah. I'm watching this in high definition, mm. all right? 
it looked like the fucking ketchup runoff from a tin of baked beans. It, it was, to to me it looked it looked like you you know in the fly where Jeff Goldblum is is going through the transformation yeah. and he's covered in all that stuff. Yeah, you know. That's what it looked like to me. I I have a funny feeling that Guillermo del Toro had a raging horn watching this. It was move, fucking rank. Looking. It was disgusting. It looked like jizz and like just like ugh, mixed ugh. with marmalade or yeah, something. It was, it, was, oh, it was slop. It yeah. was all, I was there going uh, this. Uh, no, thank you. No, right? No. And I was going to ask if you were into it, but clearly not. I I was I I was think up until that shit came into it, I was like fine, but. You mentioned as well the smoke, the smoking opium yeah. thing, right? Now you take this out of you take this out of like the the nineteen twenties pa- movie pastiche yeah. thing that it's in, and you like say if you were to make a Larry Clark movie, where <laughs> what? where like a, where like a young girl is giving it up to is giving it up to an older guy, and before that he just smokes a whole bunch of opium. That is not a sexy scene. No. That is a deeply fucking disturbing scene. Yeah. You know. That's taxi driver. That's taxi... Yeah, that, <laughs> we're in we're in Paul Schrader territory when, when, when that happens. Well, she doesn't have to worry about it anyway because your man's a one-pump chump. He, yeah. Uh, he fucking... <laughs> he passes out before he even he logs it. He passes out from all the junk in his system. Yes. And, uh, yeah, he... You know, so... He's, she relates this to her buddy, yeah, and uh, she's there going like, um, "Oh, he couldn't get the horn, so I couldn't ride him. Yeah, I didn't get what I wanted. So, I, I she's there going like, so let's go to Spain because at this point in the film, uh, Bo Derek reveals that she just has a thing about sexually objectifying brown people. Yeah, and that's all she just wants some brown lad mm. to lob it in. And, and she don't care yeah. what flavor it is. What, what was what, what was also interesting to me was her her Spanish mate. I can't even remember the character's name, and frankly, frankly, I don't care. But <laughs> there, I could remember, yeah. it, and then I to- made myself forget. Yeah, <laughs> I, I blocked it out. But um, she she was saying, but I but I wanted to lose my virginity too, and I can't you know I can't do that in Spain because I'm from Spain. Yeah. So, okay. Is is this a thing with girls? You can't lose it in your hometown, or you can't lose it to someone who's from the same country as you. Because if so, I'm flying over to America right now. There's what? There's got to be what? Like fifteen million? Oh yeah, yeah. You know, DTF. DTF. <laughs> but, uh, you know, just form an orderly queue. I'll arrive. That shit, man. Just go to Wales. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll arrive into I'll arrive into either Cardiff or O'Hare tomorrow. Yeah. Just form an orderly queue. All right. Well, uh, the thing is, they they get the Spain. They're watching a bullfight, and I got to point out. <laughs> the Baudelaire's character is naive yeah. mystified by everything like she's yeah. marking out watching this bull run around with yeah. and she's dumb as a box of rocks yeah right? and here, here's here's my one and only problem with Cotton yeah. he's he's an older man he he knows better yeah and he goes he, along with all this yeah like there was a bit where she was walking up to the sheik earlier on where you know he was saying to she was saying to Cotton and her mate do you, do you want do you want to come over and and he was just like no, no, you're good. You're yeah. good. You can you can go fuck up your life. I'll just I'll just be sitting here smoking you, some opium. You think and maybe, right, that he is trying to work himself into an Alfred situation, like in yeah. Batman Begins, where he thinks if she dies, I'm her only uh, benefactor. I, so I, I can the- <laughs> I can only hope so. I wouldn't I mean, blame him. I'd, frankly, I wouldn't. In fact, it would make me like him more. They go and watch this bullfight. Uh, where like we meet our love interest, I suppose. Yeah. But I was worried immediately 
that this film would feature the actual death of a bull. Yeah. Because, like, these outlaw films back in the day, a lot of them, like, Milo and Otis is a movie that mm. a lot of people love when they're unaware of what it is. It's like this film about a, a cat and a, like a little kitten and a puppy, and they get lost. Yes, uh, but here's the thing: they like it was filmed in Japan, right? Mm. And like Dudley Moore did the voiceover for it. Yeah. But they they killed like fifty puppies and kittens apiece making the movie. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, because they just got a little yellow Labrador yeah. and a little like black kitten, mm. so they could switch a bunch of them in and out and like there's literal scenes where there's these cats being chucked off the side of a cliff and everything fucking hell oh yeah, yeah. and people like were going oh it's such a cute movie because at the end of it they yeah, find their way home yeah, no they like there's they died <laughs> that's that's fucked up I, I've seen that movie I thought that was an okay kids movie no 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 in Japan like there's a completely different cut of it in Japan hmm. where it's basically it's not a, it's supposed to be a fun movie it's about the harshness of nature Jesus Christ I was w- really worried that this, I was going to watch a bull get killed yeah. in this movie, but thankfully no and uh like and anytime like the the thing about bullfights is usually it ends with the bullfighter killing the bull mm. and putting spears in it before they do hand. But there's spears going in, but there's just like a, a shield on the bull's back yeah. that they're sticking spears into, so the bull itself isn't getting harmed. Yeah, but it, it just looks like the matador is like toying with it the yeah, whole time. Yeah. It was weird, but like uh, <clears throat> Tito, as I call him, <laughs> El Matador uh, was in Angel the thing. or yeah, and uh, basically uh, fucking. Bo Derek's in her Bav Morda from Willow cosplay yeah. and she's fucking giving him fucking dog eyes and uh, basically the they go for dinner but at this point we were introduced to Olivia Diablo's character as well yeah and she'll create problems later on but, immense ones but Olivia Diablo's character is a gypsy and then we find out that this guy has a, he runs a train on gypsies or something yeah see at yeah, he he. They go they go to meet this guy, and apparently it's like an at an a gypsy encampment or something yeah. like that. And they have like a hot tub dug into the ground, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> where he you know where our hero is hanging out with some is hanging out with a bit of gypsy stuff like yeah yeah and good looking woman yeah and uh, according to uh, Paloma Olivia Davo's character yeah she um, he's been with her since she was 14 since she was 14 but apparently this is tradition that you know everyone every young girl in this encampment when they turn 14 he gets a crack at them yeah they, he joins they join the gang yeah now this is where I have serious issues with this. Now let, let's let's review. This is uh, this is written and directed by John Derrick. Well, <clears throat> if we can get our uh, editor man, yeah, to hit the music, we need some uh, some fitting music for this. John Derrick, he's a man of international crime. Yeah, he's. Uh, he was a fairly well-known actor uh, for for quite a while. He had a he had a part in Spartacus. He had a part in Ten Commandments, things like that. Um, he met his his wife at the time, Bo Derek, when he was forty-seven and she was sixteen. And upon meeting her, uh, he left the wife he was with at the time, and then left and then moved to Germany for four years to escape the child protection laws mm-hmm. in America. Now, he's the guy who wrote this. Yep. And I just want you to keep that in mind because yeah. this is Bo Derek traveling across the world to literally throw her arse in the direction of a man who re- who routinely goes through 14-year-old girls. Yeah. 
Yeah, now, you're kind of seeing the problem <laughs> that I and John have with this movie. Yeah. Yeah. And it gets worse. It gets worse. Uh, because after this, uh, they bring uh, Libby Galvez's character back to the, um, to the fucking palatial estate where they're staying. Yeah. And she has a full frontal nude scene. Yeah. Now, when I watched this movie, yeah. uh, I remember uh, I was there going like, uh, oh, okay, she just looks young. Yeah. You know what I mean? They cast an actress who's maybe 19, 20, mm. 80 maybe, and she just still has that baby face. Yeah, she's got the Alison Lohman thing going on. Really. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's just like I have a baby face. And then I googled the little diablo, and no, she was 14 when this movie came out. Yeah. So she was probably 13 when they filmed it. Yeah. And they have her on screen fully nude. Yeah. Talking about how hot she is. Yeah. And how she is a real woman. Yeah. And so basically what they've done here, and this is why this film is, it's not only a bad movie, but it's Ooh. fucking reprehensible, right? Because they've presented a nude child for the sexual gratification of his audience. Yeah. And, and that's why we have to underline point out we watch this movie on Netflix. On Netflix. <laughs> okay, not on the dark web. <laughs> yeah. Okay? Net, you know, on, on the most mainstream video streaming site outside of YouTube. Yeah. You can watch this movie. It's fucking crazy. They had to shoot the, the Spanish scenes in France. Yeah. Because the child the child protection laws are different there. Oh, gee, you serious? Know, yeah. And I was just thinking, okay. I, you know, Olivia Dabo is not a bad actress. She was, you know, she was the princess in Conan the Destroyer. She went on to be like Kevin's sister in the Wonder Years yeah. after this. And I love the Wonder Years. I thought she was really good. In I love Conan the Destroyer. Yeah, I love Conan the Destroyer too. She's not a bad actress at all. But she didn't have to be in this movie. It's you crazy. could you could have got like and you could have got like an 18, 19 year old girl who just looks young. Yeah. To be in this movie. And I would not have a fucking problem with that. I mean, it would it would be fucked up because it's still a thirteen-year-old character. Here's but... the irony, though: pornography itself was censored heavily back then. Yeah. Okay. But they used to have actual of-age women nude in their movies. Yeah. And here's the thing: I'm there going right. It got passed. It's still passed by the censor board. Mm. It's still passed by all these different things, right? Yeah. This is the same censor board who decided that Evil Dead needed to be banned because that would be harmful to its audience. <laughs> yeah. So you're telling me that a fun movie with slapstick violence is more harmful than a movie that would literally invite grown men and women okay, yeah. to sit there and sexually objectify a child. Yeah. And not, not only that, Watching this, watching this movie with that knowledge in mind, you can absolutely see why MGM dropped Canon like a bad habit. Yeah, it's. A, it, and I, I don't actually lay the blame for this on Menachem and Yoram. Yeah. Like, I think they just went, go make a fucking movie. Like you're saying, they're sending telegrams. Yeah. They weren't on set. Oh, of course you know not. What I mean? they, they were shooting in France, and Menachem was back in Los Angeles. Yeah. And, and, but so I don't blame him for that. This is John Derrick. Fuck you. Right? Yeah. Fuck you, John Derrick. And, uh, like, we're gonna have to get back and discuss the rest of the movie, but we just gotta fucking... Yeah, I need I need to cleanse my fucking soul. I've been... Like I, like I said, we had some technical issues, so this one was... This has been brewing in my head for quite a few weeks at this point. Yeah. Fuck you, John Derrick. Fuck you. Well, anyway, they go... <clears throat> she gets... We'll, we'll skip forward a little bit here, alright? Um, she gets uh, Hugh Jackman... Guy, what's his name? Uh, Angel. Angel, right? Um, she she badgers him 
into giving her the ride mm. and he agrees to it but there's this moment where he goes okay you come to my house and I tell you what tomorrow morning I will come for you mm. but like he doesn't want to ride her that night Yeah, he says and when the sun rises I'll come for you and we'll get it the fuck on yeah. right? and at that moment I went holy shit he's a reverse vampire <laughs> <laughs> And there's moments later that lead me to believe that I'm right. Okay. But uh, anyway, uh, he's like, he's going to fuck her at sunrise. But the bit that, like, again, Paul Derek is dumb as a box of rocks in this movie. Yeah. Because he turns up and he makes her close her eyes and then he takes his robe off and she goes, oh my God, you're naked. And all I think was, yes, sweetheart, if this is going to work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I'm constantly, I'm constantly amazed by how fucking stupid Bo Derek's character is in this movie. Yeah. Because, now granted, she's young, she's naive and everything, but I've met young and naive girls. They're not that fucking dumb. <laughs> it's, uh, it's weird. She, uh, she's going on the thing, like, you know, she, it's weird. It's like a, a Lars von Trier movie. It's stilted and weird and amateurish. Because you need that in a you need that in an erotic movie, a Lars von Trier comparison. Uh, you know, and there's excessive man arse <laughs> on display. But uh, there's a moment where Bo goes, "Do everything to me," and all I think was, "She's fucking lucky you didn't start off by shitting on her." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't. Okay. He's like, "All right, well, you know me. I'm like yeah. Stan Hansen. I like to start out strong." Yeah. Maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe they. Maybe this is just the, the women I've been with. I can't. Yeah. I can't claim to speak for all women when I say this. But no fucking woman, first time out, says, "Do whatever you want." No woman. He goes, all right, and just wheels in a glass table and goes, I'll be underneath. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dear Lord. Boogie Boogie, Jimmy Valiant, that's for you. Does that that one need a bit of explanation? No, no, no. no, Just Just leave that one hanging. Google Boogie Woogie Jimmy Valiant Rock and Roll Express. (laughs) And that one will be... uh, Absolutely. It's the safest way for that shit to be explained to you. Uh, shit underlined <laughs> <laughs> what was it they they have a, a fuck they, they fuck basically yeah and I wrote here the description that I wrote was he murders her vagina yeah my <laughs> um to the, the Irish comedian Tommy Tiernan he, ha, he has an expression for what for what uh, Angel did, did to Bo in this scene yeah. it's called clatter fucking <laughs> okay okay you know it's basically fucking someone like they're in your way <laughs> yeah. and that's what he did to her in this scene because it, it was full on fucking plowing and, and I, yeah, the whole was... time I'm thinking that's that's fucking brand new yes yeah. there's still a hymen in there fucking yeah, yeah. go easy scan well that's the thing that you he... know you're at a 10 you need to be at a 2 when he when he when he bursts her hymen open yeah. there's like a big sound effect like a psycho sound effect a <laughs> yeah. knock it's like wee, wee. And she, like, look Once up. again, John Derrick, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, it's um, oh my god, yeah, it's one of the weirdest. Like, the thing is, this is the payoff. Okay. Yeah. Like, it's been building up for nearly an hour at this point, mm. and it was so bad. Yeah. That I laughed hysterically yeah. the whole way through it. And I'll be honest with you, the last time I laughed like that yeah. was when I went insane from an infected tooth. Okay? <laughs> wow. And I remember I, ca- I called into my girlfriend's room and I mm. just went, like, I woke her up and I was like, hey, 
uh, I'm going fucking nuts and I can't be nuts on my own right? and I remember she was just trying to comfort me and go we'll get you to the hospital don't worry about it and I fell onto the floor and I was screaming and I, my, my head, I was in such pain that I guess my brain just went laugh you'll feel better <laughs> and that's what happened to me at this point in time yeah. I half expected my ex to burst in and just go yeah. it's okay John I'll bring you to the hospital <laughs> you know and I was like Jesus Christ what are you doing here I'm watching this shameful film get out but um, <laughs> what? My my reaction to it was just sort of you know it was shock at the fucking at like the vigor that your man put into this. <laughs> he was like a Chinese dragon. Yeah, the way he was going at it. You know? and you know, and as well as well as that, I I was I was thinking, this is like ev- this is every Shannon Tweed sex scene ever. Yeah, I could just as easily be watching that. And not have all of the weird connotations that this movie has. Bolderick's you know I mean? selling though yeah. of the sex right, <laughs> was amazing. She just had this look in her face, like yeah. I guess she was going for I can't handle this. Yeah. But really, what she looked like, she looked like someone who was trying to figure out a new bus timetable for parts of rural Ireland. <laughs> She just, you know, yeah, it was like, she started going, Jaw oh. agape. Yeah, she going, oh my God. But if we have a bus going to Tubber, how will it get back around yeah. to pick up people in June? Maybe, maybe, you know I mean? maybe in the back of her mind, she was just sort of thinking, right, uh, Spanish Bureau is going to want to tell, is going to want to know the story about yeah. this. How can I put it right? Yeah, yeah. And, uh, she was probably trying to this come is a story that needs to be told. Yeah, she's coming up with a line in her head. Yeah. She's there going, well, I say it felt like he was excavating the actual earth out of me hole. <laughs> I don't know. It was weird. It was It was such a, it was a bizarre, like, it was really bad. Yeah. This was your payoff, right? Yeah. This is shit stink right here, mm. all right? Like, this was... For the wrestling fans listening, right? Yeah. This was Daniel Bryan getting eliminated in the Royal Rumble. Yeah. Like, this begged for a Philadelphia crowd. This was know? season five of The Wire, you know? It well, was just, I haven't seen The Wire now. Yeah. But, uh, you know, this is like, yeah, it's just bad. Yeah. Like, this is just such a, it was a shit payoff. And uh, well, after this, anyway, Bo gets a, a murder attempt put on her by the gypsy woman from earlier on. Yeah. And um, and here here's here's the weird thing. They're they're herself and her mate. They're just hanging out in the sauna in this gaff. Yeah. And out of nowhere, this gypsy one just arrives in with a bread knife. Yeah. And they grab her. They throw her out of the sauna. Yeah. And that's the last we hear of this woman. <laughs> this woman who tried to murder. She tries to murder and then goes. I know what didn't work out. Fair yeah. enough. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, well, you know, you fought you fought off my murder attempt. You're clearly all right. I tried my hardest. <laughs> but uh, anyway, uh, I I did write down here though, mm. and I, this is such a bad movie. And yeah. it was a sex scene, and it had plenty of bush in it. So. Yeah. 13-year-old me would have checked out the blades of jizz. Yeah. Like, I would have been like, all right, I'm not watching the rest of this movie. Yeah. Fucking adult me is shackled to it. Uh, <laughs> adult me didn't want to watch the rest of this movie either. But, like, I just... I had to soldier on for the yeah. people listening they, to this this was, this was like breaking again. You know, because... You, you know in Breaking when they won the dance competition the story's over story's over <laughs> you don't you know but you have another 20-25 minutes of fucking ah, screen time but the drama comes in because oh yeah, uh, yeah. Angel goes to he goes back to to bullfight yeah and uh, he gets gored and he gets gored in the fucking dick yeah and uh, here's the dramatic uh, part of this movie his dick don't work no more yeah so Bo Derek's heart is broken so he decides to buy half a spin to make up for it yeah 
And, you know, here's here's the thing. In order for him to get his horn back, right, the, her, her thought was, in order for my man to get his horn back so he can keep lobbing it in, yeah. right, is, you know, he's a bullfighter. I'm going to become a bullfighter. That way he can see me and just think, well, well... Now she's doing she's she's bullfighting for me. That yeah. gives me a horn. Yeah. First off, first off, right? Um in that situation, if your woman if your dick don't work no more yeah. and your woman starts taking over your job, that's one of the most emasculating <laughs> yeah, things yeah, there yeah. is. And second no, and if your job is a bullfighter, yeah, man, Jesus. You know, like one of the most macho fucking professions there is. Yeah, yeah. Um se- second off we have never been given... Well, first off, this man doesn't have a character to speak of apart from the pederasty. Yeah, yeah. But... <clears throat> oh, good enough for him. Good enough when for him. When that bull hit him, I was there going, good, that bull has taken away your ability to abuse children. Fair fucking play. <laughs> the know? bull is, you know, the bull and cotton are the only two characters in this fucking movie I like. Yeah. But um, there was, you know, and at no point... I, 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 I just don't get the logic here. I mean... You know, I, I've I've worked shelf stacking jobs. Now granted not nearly as cool as bullfighting. Yeah. But if that happened to me and all of a sudden my missus came in and it's like, here, watch me stack shelves. It's like how how do you think that's gonna give me a horn? <laughs> like seriously, what? what well, that's the, f- the problem. Bulldog's character is dumb as fuck in this movie. Yeah, like I, every everyone's dumb as fuck in this movie. I was thinking about her. I was like, if she was around today, all right? Yeah. She would be the genesis of all those awful sentimental info pics that go around social media. Yeah. That's what she'd do. That'd be her job. She'd oh, be coming up with them. Pretty much. Because if you ask me, it takes a dumb motherfucker to come up with those anyway. <laughs> but uh, anyway, her friend basically sexually assaults that Russian uh, Scotsman guy yeah. afterwards. And the thing is, uh, because so her friend wants to get the D as well. Yeah. Right? So she's there going, come on, right yeah. me. And he's there going, nah, bro, I'm on the job. Because yeah. he turns up out of nowhere. Doesn't yeah, matter what he turns he's up. He's the lawyer or yeah, something. Yeah. He turns up. And anyway, he slots it in there. Yeah. Right? But afterwards then, uh, George Kennedy yeah. gets some. Yes, this is my highlight of the movie. This is the only bit of the movie where it's like, okay, you long-suffering bastard. Yeah. Fair fucking play to you. You got a bit of the housekeeper. Yeah. Nice one. George Kennedy and the housekeeper yeah. in the mansion they're staying in, they get it on. The two nicest characters in the yeah. movie. And they're going, this movie should just end with the two of them being the, happy together. The, the only way this could, this could have been made better is if the bull gets the ride directly after. Yeah, yeah. But, I, I, I actually looked up um, uh, uh, Bo's Spanish mate and the and the Russian Scottish yeah, yeah. Uh, fucking lawyer and uh, looked up their IMDb, did a Google search and everything. Your man's IMDb page. This is the only acting job on it. Not surprised. And the only other thing, there are two listings. This and I think it was like a White Hunter Black Heart. Where he was, uh, where he was part of the technical crew, and he was like a helicopter pilot or something like that. This is so like for ten years after this movie came out. <laughs> yeah, not a damn thing. Yeah, and the only way he could get his ass back on a movie set was by fucking flying people to and from a movie set. Yeah, you know that's how bad this guy is. He's I, you atrocious. Know, you know he was there going. Mm. Hey, uh, yeah, I started a movie once. Mm. Uh, it's called Bolero. Yeah, <laughs> and know? um, 
and Bo's mate is played by an actress named Anna Obregon. Uh Right, and uh, I looked her up on Google, typed in Anna Obregon, and as soon as I typed in her name, first thing that came up was Anna Obregon, David Beckham. Yeah, and I I looked it up, and apparently, um, back when Beckham was living, was was playing his trade in Madrid. Yeah, uh, she's like. She's like a socialite type now yeah, in, yeah. in the Madrid world. Yeah. And um, everyone hates her. She's a bit of a clapped out old whatever. Yeah, yeah. And she was, the whole time he was there, she was making serious moves on him to the point where Posh Spice assaulted her once. Oh, wow. And she sued Posh Spice over this. And uh, the, this this is literally the only interesting thing I can find about this woman. But um, you know, she probably uh, yeah, and she could have assaulted her yeah, back yeah. by making her watch fucking Bolero. Yeah, and um, accor- according to the thing I read, um, David Beckham had never been in the same room at the same time as this woman. Yeah, but he found the whole thing absolutely fucking hilarious, and I suppose I would as well. Yeah, why not? Because <laughs> uh, why not? Uh, look, uh, this is apropos of nothing. Yeah. Well, it's apropos of nothing in the movie. The Sheik from earlier on. Yeah, his boys kidnapped Bo. Yeah, this is for the, reasons. Yeah, this is the most what the fuck moment of the entire film, and, and this is a movie full of what the fuck moments. And uh, I got two, two moments here. Yeah. Okay, I got it. She gets caught in the coming chase after her, right? Mm. And the Sheik is kidnapping her. He puts her in the biplane and they're flying away. He's flying the plane, the Sheik mm. And she's there going, Cotton, come here. Stop. Mm. Stop this. She's so dumb, she thinks Cotton can pull a plane out of the sky. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? And Which he, he proceeds to do. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. The plane goes up. Yeah. And she's up there and Sheiky Baby's there going, All right, Baba, <laughs> I need to have you, you know? And uh, he doesn't talk like that at all. But, uh, she, be, once again, it'd be so much better if he did. But there's a moment where she has a parachute on. Mm. And essentially what she says is, he's there going, I need you. And she goes, uh, yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, I can't let you kidnap and rape me, bro. I'm out. Yeah. And she jumps out of the plane. She doesn't say that. Yeah. That's essentially what she means. Yeah, which is the first smart thing she's done in the entire fucking movie. It's, uh, she parachutes out. Uh, I wrote next year. I can't wait for this film to be over. Yeah. And they, oh, okay. this was this was only done this was only done to pad the movie out because once again you try to figure out the characters' motivations here, right? Yeah. You know, okay. Re- real talk here. Every man alive, whether <laughs> they want to admit it or not, has gotten whiskey dick at some point in oh, their life. Of course, life, right? You react to it by just going, "Okay, that was a once-off," and you fucking go, you know. You choke it up to experience, you don't drink as much the next time, yeah. and you go about the rest of your Maybe life. Maybe don't listen to Pantera yeah. before you go Yeah, out. what you don't fucking do <laughs> is you don't travel to Spain to abduct a bitch. Yeah. That's not what you do. You know, because <laughs> once again, they, you know, this is the second time where it nearly turns into Taken. Yeah. <laughs> it would have been tremendous if fucking Cotton just called up your man. It's like, you know, I don't know you, I yeah. don't know where you are. But I have a well, certain. No, he's there going, yeah. I do know you. Yeah. I've been to your house. Yeah, <laughs> and I have a certain set of skills yeah. that I pro- that I pro- acquired beating the shit out of Paul Newman on the set of Cool Hand Luke. <laughs> <laughs> the the thing is though, they, they at this point I was done. I actually checked out. Yeah, I um, I, I don't know what happened after this, mm. but um, I I think they went to the bull riding scene with Bo. Yeah. But I'll be honest with you, I was so bored, okay? Mm. I watched a video yeah. of two pregnant women fighting on Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> All right? Yeah. I should never want to watch that. No, you never should. Uh, no, see, what what happens in this part of the movie here, right? 
like the bef- just before and after the and after the abduction or the attempted abduction it's it's basically a bunch of characters sitting around waiting for Angel's dick to work again right yeah and you can literally see it on George Kennedy's face this is the reason why I love him so much because he's fucking he's mirroring my attitude to this film as it goes on because uh-huh. you know he's just sitting around with his housekeeper mate you know and looking at these people like, what the fuck is wrong with you? I'm bored as hell. I don't. I don't want to be here. I hope he got paid well. I really hope he did. And you know, and here, here's, here's the thing. In order for him, in order for Angel to get his horn back, uh, Bo throws one last fucking hail mary. Right? What she does, she decides that she's going to ride around the bull ring on a horse in the nip. Yeah. Right, and this is supposed to be like the big fucking crescendo of the movie. This is like the iconic scene of the film and everything. And at this point, I'm just thinking, I, I'm I'm like I'm like Patrick Stewart in extras. I've already seen, seen everything. everything yeah. yeah. So, like, plus, I don't care. Yeah, I don't care if this pederast dick works again. In fact, I hope it doesn't. I hope it fucking rots off him. Well, the thing I, is. Um, <laughs> She, she does the bull ring thing. That doesn't work. Yeah, because that like that's essentially like a precursor to homeopathy right there. Yeah, you know. But um, I'll ride a horse. That'll sort yeah, you. Yeah, it's like some kind of weird horse-based reiki treatment. <laughs> but um, oh, I'd love to see horse-based reiki. But uh, <laughs> anyway, like walking me horse, walking me back there, Shergar. Oh no, 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 lift your paw near my back. Yeah, oh, huff, I don't know. Anyway. We get to the point where she goes... She does cosplay as him from earlier in the movie when he came to her to fuck her. Yeah. Uh, and she turns up. She's like, oh, fuck you, motherfucker. Yeah. Basically. But the thing is, he... Like, she's trying to get the get it going mm. and he bites her. Yeah. And she goes, do you want to taste my blood? And he bites her again. And I went, I fucking knew he was a reverse vampire. <laughs> I was right. See what? It was me, Austin. It was me, me all along. along. <laughs> no, my, my my thoughts on this were 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 kind of different, right? Like I I picked up on the the symbolism of it and everything. You know, she's going to fucking take him back and all yeah, that sort yeah. of thing. But at the same time, I was putting I was putting myself in this situation. If a Bjor I was getting it on with arrived at my house dressed as me. <laughs> yeah. I'd throw her the fuck out. Yeah, yeah. And I might call the guards. If a girl turned up here in, like, my shitty jeans and a Bullet Club t-shirt, <laughs> I'd get worried. I'd be like, wait a minute now. Yeah. We're entering single white female territory. Yeah. You know what I mean? This is getting fucking weird here. You know, fucking... <laughs> I'm like, is that my Bullet Club t-shirt? Because I'm going to need that back. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but, if you uh... bought one, fair play to you. You've got taste. But, but... Uh, anyway, uh, she... Cox is a horn out of them. Yeah. And they fuck. Yeah. Um they, this this scene to me was absolutely hilarious. But they fuck in the clouds? Yeah. Like but it's like Brazil. Like you remember <laughs> Yes. The, yeah, you remember the fantasy scenes of Brazil? Yes. Where, like the, yeah. That's what this was like. Yeah. Out of nowhere. Like I I know this might sound nuts. Mm. We we've been discussing the story that's been going on yeah. in the real world. But literally, he gets hired. Yeah. And he puts it in, yeah. And they're in the cloud scene from Brazil. Yeah, smoke machines just fucking start pumping out. Yeah. And the the bit 
that absolutely broke me was a pink neon sign in the background yeah. with the misspelling of ecstasy. Yeah. And I was like, I nearly died laughing. But she goes, oh, look, it's yeah. ecstasy. Yeah. Because you're like, wait a minute, you can see it? Yeah. Like, that, that's your visual representation of ecstasy. I can kind of see why this genre died out now. Hardcore pornography does it slightly better. And it gets it in and out in 15 minutes as yeah. well. And as a, like you know when you click on one of those videos at 75 minutes on a porn site that it's multiple scenes. Yeah. You're only going to get through one of them. Absolutely. <laughs> Might be a bit of fast forwarding as well through half of it. Oh yeah, yeah, but yeah. But uh, <laughs> there was... It's, and I was thinking... You made an erotic film, and that's the best you can do to fucking to show that she's had that that she's in and having sexual ecstasy. It was like, what? no, neon ecstasy sign yeah. in the cloud scene from Brazil. I'm just gonna read out what I wrote. Okay, please. What? Childish, piss poor, awful. Yeah, just I, uh, when, when I say, oh no, and then I wrote the word, yeah. the words. Just fucking come so I can go to bed. Because <laughs> I was watching this late at night and I was just wanting to go to sleep. Wait, when I say I felt, when I say I was laughing so so hard, this was this was the sort of laugh you know when when you've been having a really shit day, yeah, and all you can do is laugh or you will punch someone, yeah. Because it was like I've sat through about an hour and forty minutes of one of the worst. I'm pretty movies. sure Pete Ledger watched this movie to get ready for when he was the Joker. I'm pretty sure he did. It yeah. was that kind of laughter, like <laughs> yeah. madness. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's fucking. It's like Netflix. I gave it one star. Yeah. Uh, I wish I could have given it fucking negative a million. Yeah, that like, that was and, generous. And I don't mean to come across as one of these people who like acts like it was the worst day of their fucking lives yeah. to watch a bad movie look I was in my house it was warm I had food in my stomach yeah. it wasn't the worst day of my life yeah okay however this movie fucking sucks yeah. and it's reprehensible and it's it, it, I'm glad that how do I put this I'm glad that I can discuss this movie with mm. you and we can put this piece of audio out in the world so we can somehow maybe prevent other people yes. from falling down if, this trap. If you if you want to watch erotic movies, there are lots to choose from. I mean... I'd even recommend just watching Return of the Living Dead. Yeah. Or, yeah, you get, you get the same buzz and there's zombies. Yeah, and it's fun. Yeah. Uh, but, but, no. There there are, like really fucking good movies like France back in the day put out loads of them Italy back in the day put out loads of them you know that have like good stories with really good actors mm-hmm. in them and you get the same level of boobage yeah. you get the oh, yeah. same level of like erotica or the whatever hunger. yeah The Hunger The Hunger is a crazy movie exactly Tony Scott directed it and it's a fucking tremendous film yeah um, oh is it tremendous yeah but <laughs> oh hell's yes but it was a happening you know there is absolutely, positively, no reason why you would ever want to watch this film unless you're like, unless, unless you're, you're a Bo Derek fanboy. Unless you're fucking marks like us. Yeah. And anyway, look, can we put this one to bed? I think we can. Okay. Don't. Right, well, what's what's up next for us on Canon? <sighs> well, uh, we hope to record this one soon mm. uh, because we, we're still in limbo even though we got this mic limbo limbo <laughs> sorry <laughs> that was thematic but uh 
<laughs> anyway, we, we the next movie we'll be discussing um, is a doozy. I yeah. watched it. You haven't. I haven't seen it yet. I've, but uh, I'll say it's it's definitely one. I think this one was yeah. a bit of a hit for Canon. Yeah, I've and, heard very mixed reports about this. one And I think it's like I think it's probably something that people from the the, the time mm. would uh, have a lot of love for. But I think we're probably going to have a different take on it. I don't know. Maybe you'll have a different take than I would. But yeah, but we're going to discuss the eighties teen sex comma tragedy, The Last American Virgin. Cool. And uh, basically, yeah. Here's the trailer. And now let's all get serious. Now you two have fun. Songs by Blondie, The Cars, Devo, Journey, The Police, Mario Speedwagon, Tommy Tuto, and more. The Last American Virgin. See it or be it. Okay, uh, in closing, I guess we should probably thank uh, Senan for giving us the microphone. Yeah, and, sound um, on you, man. You know, I, obviously, if you're listening to this, you're probably listening to it on Giant Media Ball or you're listening to it on SoundCloud. So please subscribe to either of those feeds and, you know, give us some compliments and likes and stuff. Yeah. You know, because, uh, you know, we're a bunch of fucking marks who want to be told that we're cool. Yeah. and uh, we're, we're uber nerds who yeah. like this sort of shit. <coughs> We, do you know, know what, and uh, if you if you've got any criticism, any fucking praise, any questions, let us know. Yeah, uh, we will probably have a Facebook page up by the time we put this one out because I realized we probably should have one. Mm. Uh, I didn't want to make one when we were doing the uh, first two episodes because I was working as a social media fucking manager at the time. <laughs> I was like, I'm not bringing my work home. <laughs> but um, the. Uh, the so yeah we're gonna have a social media page up and you can like that if you like uh we might get a twitter going it's uh but yeah basically stay tuned and we'll have another show for you in two weeks time hopefully and uh, hopefully once we've got american virgin out we'll have our microphone situation sorted for good and we'll be back and man of the never <laughs> sorry but uh, had to be done had to be done you don't know you gotta got make a big mistake <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, oh, we are the coolest people in the world. Oh, life, we are we? so cool. <laughs> anyway, uh, I'm Johnny Capcom. I'm Sean Sheridan. And uh, thanks for joining us for the Canon Canon, and I hope to see you again. All right, bye bye.